Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifeportoutintl.org. There's a new show every Monday and Thursday, and you can find us in the charismapodcastnetwork.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to. We are in part three of a three-part series entitled Spiritual Rest. Um, I laid a foundation of the necessity of spiritual rest, that it's not an option as believers, that it's a blessing that flows from the throne of God, that the Israelites, um, inher- um, God wanted the Israelites to inherit the land of promise, which is a place of rest, like it says in Hebrews 3, um, chapters 3 and chapters 4. All right, and so spiritual rest is a necessity. It's not inactivity. It's nothing to do with inactivity. It's a posture of the heart that is focused on the presence of God and trusting wholeheartedly in the promises of God. That we are rooted and grounded in the word, which produces peace, joy, and righteousness in our life. Jesus promised rest for our soul, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And that's for every single believer. And then I also got into, in part two, I spoke about the new covenant, the difference between the old and the new covenant. And our new covenant is not um, a covenant of, of performance modification, about external obedience, but it is about heart transformation, how we are empowered by grace to obey the Lord Jesus, but it's an obedience of faith. And I read to you several scriptures about if we have unbelief in our hearts, the Lord um, sees that as a sinful heart, an unbelieving heart, which leads us to sinful actions. But if we have a heart filled with faith, it empowers us by the grace of God to obey the Lord in our daily life and to live a righteous and holy life. All right, so everything starts in the heart, whether it's unbelief, which springs up in sinfulness, or whether it's belief, which springs up in righteousness, it matters where our heart is. Do we believe the Lord in his promises? Or do we not? And I also defined faith. You know, the Bible talks talks about faith being to, you know, the leaning of our entire human personality in, in confidence in God's power, his wisdom, and his goodness. Also trusting in, relying upon, adhering to God and his word. This is faith, to trust in the Lord. And there's no denying that faith is a constant theme throughout the scriptures. All right, so that's what I broke down in part Two And so you could scroll back a few episodes and you could listen to part one and part two. This will be the last um, show here. I'll be closing up the series on spiritual rest. And I still I'm going to talk a little bit here about faith as well. But the Bible just talks about the importance of faith. It says the righteous shall live by faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. And we are saved by grace through faith and then we're justified and we have peace with God through faith. Romans 5 1 and we have access to God through faith you know it it even says when Jesus comes back the Lord says when I come back will I find faith in the earth so we've defined faith we know that it's leaning your entire human personality on God and absolute trust and confidence in his power wisdom and goodness and it's adhering to trusting in and relying upon God I like to refer to faith as confident trust and full assurance Faith believes God's word over contrary feelings and circumstances. It doesn't matter what someone else says about you. If you've heard from God and it's a promise in his word, it's final. That is a heart dedicated to trusting in God and his word. If your world is falling apart around you, you know God will pull you through. Genuine faith produces peace in our soul. Like I've been talking about the rest of God, even when a storm is raging all around us. I'm pulling this from my book, Immersed in His Glory. It'll be commercial at the end of this, but I have a whole chapter on faith's access. The life of faith is what establishes us in the rest of God. 
Life's process in Christ is learning to live by faith, not by natural sight or sporadic feelings that rage violently within us. There are a lot of people, they say they believe, but they're not truly clinging to the Lord. Our faith plugs us into the power of God that is latent within his word. Your circumstances should not, uh, should not dictate your faith. Your faith should dictate your circumstances. Faith isn't moved by the natural order of things. Faith moves the natural order of things. As believers, the only battle that remains is the fight of faith. That's what the Apostle Paul talked about, the fight of faith, continually believing. Though he was beaten, though he was persecuted, though he was thrown in prison, he had to continually strive to believe. That's what the Bible talks about. The only, the only way to strive that is biblical is striving to enter into his rest, is to push in faith, to believe God to continually to fight that good fight of faith. And the good news is that we aren't fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Jesus already won. And now we get to enforce his victory through kingdom works infused with faith. Okay. And so this is very, very important. Faith does not trust in feelings and circumstances. We need to have our hearts anchored in the word of God. And yes, there's things that take place in life that do not reflect in the word of God. There's people who die young. There's car accidents that happen that take out good people. There is, you know, the Bible even talks about it in the book of Psalms. The psalmist would say, why are the righteous stricken down and how come the evil, wicked people in this world prosper and flourish? And it's something that the Old Testament believers Um, had to work through themselves and they always came to the conclusion to trust in God, to believe in him, that the Lord will not forsake the righteous. They will not be begging for bread. There's, they always come to the conclusion. No, trust in the Lord. Oh, my soul. Do not, uh, uh, do not live by feelings, but live by faith. Do not look at the natural and say, God's a liar. God's not a man that he should lie. And when we trust the word of God is powerful and sharper than a double-edged sword, there is latent power within the word of God. As we yield our hearts in faith and trust to the word of God, we begin to see a manifestation of God's kingdom in our lives. And I'm just going to share a little bit here about, you know, when it comes to supernatural gifts of God, when it comes to um, the gifts that God has given us as believers when it comes to the word of God and what the word of God says we could have, that we could lay hands in the sick and see them recover, that we can cast out devils. The Bible says that we, that, that we could listen to the teachings of God and obey his commandments. The Bible talks about being able to drink something that is poisonous and, and not be able to harm us. You know, the Bible talks about so many things, raising the dead, cleansing lepers. We see so many miracles in the Bible, and I'm not a cessationist. I do not believe that miracles died with the apostles. The perfect has come, and I don't believe that perfect is the word of God. And now that we have the word of God, then we no longer need miracles. I don't believe that whatsoever. Jesus Christ will come back, and he will establish his kingdom on the earth, and there will be the reign of righteousness and a rule of peace. And in that day, we're not going to need miracles because everyone is going to be well. We're not going to need prophetic utterance because there's no, (laughs) we're not going to need prophetic utterance because, you know, we already see Jesus in fullness, in totality, and we're going to be doing, we're just going to know in our hearts what our future is. Our future is the Lord. We're going to be walking with him. We're not going to need faith because we're going to see him face to face, but love will always remain. We're not going to need hope because we're not looking for a day that is soon coming. When Jesus is here, when that perfect comes, then one thing will remain, and it's love. Right now, we need prophecy. We need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We need healing. We need words of wisdom and knowledge. We need all of these things. We need supernatural provision and breakthrough in this time. And it is a sign to the unbeliever that the Lord is 
with us. Just like the Israelites, they said, Lord, if you do not part these seas, Lord, if you do not come with us to the promised land, then the world will laugh at us. They'll say, how big is their God? Not big at all. If he can't deliver them from the wilderness and bring them into the land of promise, Lord, do not forsake us in this way. And so anyways, faith is absolutely vital and we are growing in our faith, trusting in the word of God more than circumstances, more than feelings. And you know, I'm sure in my life in Bible school, I was pursuing it. We were laying hands on the sick all the time. We were evangelizing on the street, praying for the sick. We were always trusting God to see the miraculous, believing that he wanted to do that in our time and our age. Hearing that Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake, Catherine Coleman, these amazing people of old have operated in the supernatural gifts of God. But I've also heard Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson, you know, you know, all these amazing people also have seen miracles and I've seen miracles myself, but we developed a culture at Christ for the Nations in Mozambique, Africa with Irish Global. We There's this culture of pursuing the gifts and the callings of God on our life. And we know that Jesus died. Jesus died, that these gifts and these anointings are free. It was not cheap. It was very costly because Jesus spilled his sacred blood, but we get to operate in the gifts of God. And it's not by our own power, not by our abilities. I used to strive. I used to feel like maybe more fasting will twist God's arm so we could release healing power through my life and anoint my ministry and see we can have a miracle ministry if we did more fasting, if we did more prayer, if we did more intercession. If I laid hands on a trillion people, then eventually we would begin to see miraculous breakthroughs. And don't get me wrong, I believe in fasting. I believe in prayer. I believe in intercession. I believe in evangelism. I believe in pursuing these gifts in our life to see an activation of them, okay? And so I just want that to be a disclaimer really quick. I'm not saying... You know, these things are not for today as well, but I'm saying fasting has power, prayer has power, intercession has power because of the cross, because of the power of the gospel. The scriptures say where our power comes from. Our power comes from, um, it says in Romans, in the first chapter of Romans, it's not in front of me, I believe it's one sixteen. that we're not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God. In Corinthians chapter one, it says that Christ is the power of God and the cross is is the power of God. It's foolishness for those who don't believe. It is the power of God for those who believe. So the cross, Christ, and the gospel is the power of God. The reason why our fasting, our prayers, you know, laying hands of the sick, the reason why these spiritual activities have power, it's not because we're, you know, we're, you know, we, we're, we're mustering it up through our actions and we're trying to convince God to pour out his power. It's because of the cross. It's because of his shed blood. It's because of his broken body. It's the gift of salvation, but it's the Holy Spirit in us and through us doing the work. He is the one that gives us the will to do his work and he empowers us by grace to do his work. It is all a gift from God. No one will be able to stand before the Lord and boast. And for years I would strive and I would struggle and I would think that if I did X, Y, Z, then I would operate in the power of God. But all of that was unrest. All of that was spiritual striving. All of that was an old covenant mentality, more performance-based than obedience of faith-based, okay? And so I began to hear stories of John G. Lake, and he would say that the single greatest revelation that we could ever receive is Christ in us. And Smith Wigglesworth, when he laid hands in the sick, he would say that he would imagine his hand being the very hand of Jesus. That is them practicing faith, activating faith in their life. They didn't say, I had to pray in tongues for three hours before um, a church service so I could lay hands on the sick and they could recover. They didn't point the reason for their power to something they did, but they pointed it to faith, trusting that in our own power and abilities, we cannot muster up these things, 
but it's because of Jesus. And as we put our trust in that, and as we link our hearts to that reality, we'll begin to see more miracles. And so I was in the Philippines one time. I don't know if I shared this story, but this is when I was first starting to get it. And I was really connecting with the rest because I wasn't trying to perform. I wasn't trying to earn anything from God. I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like if I was going to the Philippines to preach the gospel all over that I needed to fast for 30 days before I went there. You know, I just trusted that I'm a son of God, that he has given me access to his power. If he wants to flow through me, he will flow through me. And yes, I will commune with the Lord. Yes, I will spend time with the Lord. Says so he wants to say something to me, I will be open. I will be engaging with him. But my heart was in a place of rest. I did not put pressure on myself to produce something that I really don't have power to produce anyway. And so I was in the Philippines and we were going up to this indigenous people group in the mountains. And I was just spending time with the Lord as in the back of a pickup truck. We're driving in the mountains and I was just communing with God, just spending time with him and just my life in his hands, just trusting him. And I heard him say, I cleanse lepers. And I thought, yeah, you do that. It's in the Bible. I believe it. But I didn't think much of it. And then maybe half an hour later, we get up to this little hut in the middle of nowhere. And actually, my buddy was scheduled to preach. And so he preached on the blood and he preached on healing. And there was so many indigenous people there. And the hut was packed out. And there was people looking in from outside of the hut. There's probably two or 300 people there in the small little hut and outside the hut looking in. And when he preached, at the end, when he did a call for healing, Everybody came to the front. Everyone wanted us to lay our hands on them and to pray for them. And I remember there was so much faith charged up in that atmosphere. I, we were praying for people and they were saying it was, it was smaller stuff like, oh, I have continual headaches or I'm being oppressed. I feel like every night I'm having bad dreams and evil thoughts. And we would pray for them and they would say, oh, I felt this heaviness come off of me or I no longer have a headache. And this one little boy came up and his arm was wrapped and he said that he sprained his wrist and um, we prayed for him and he wasn't able to move his wrist. We prayed for him a couple times and he was able to fully move his wrist and everyone, there's faith charge in the atmosphere. Everyone's jumping up and down. And then I get a tap on my back and it's a translator and she's whispering in my ear and there's a person next to her and she says, this woman here has leprosy. And when she said that, it triggered what the Lord said to me at like maybe an hour um, previously on the, on the, on the truck ride up. I was like, wow, the Lord knew that I wasn't going to have faith to pray for this leper because I've never met a leper in my life. I've never, you know, I've never, just in my life, I've never met a leper. So that could be a, like a, a heavy thing. Like, oh my God, like what, what I'm going to pray for this lady and what she going to be healed or something. So God knew that I wasn't going to have the faith in the moment if, uh, if my back was tapped and they said, pray for her. She's got leprosy. So the Lord spoke to me on that truck right up and said, I cleanse lepers. And that word activated faith in my heart. And that faith produced a miracle that day. And this is important because I could have just been joking around at the people with me. I could have ignored God. I could have not spent time with the Lord. But spiritual rest, like I told you in the previous episodes, is a heart continually engaged with the presence of God, trusting in the promises of God. And so my heart on the way up there, I did prepare. I did turn my heart to the Lord and I did spend time with him. And because of that, my mind was open. I was able to hear what he wanted to say to me. And in that moment when my back was tapped, I had faith because of the word. The word implanted faith in my heart. And I remember I didn't shout, I didn't scream, I didn't go and be healed, you know, like some, you know, and I'm not, if God leads you to do it, do it. But in that moment, I just grabbed her hand and I remember seeing it wasn't really bad to the point where she was missing limbs or fingers or anything. She started to have like, just like some sores and stuff on her hands. And I remember just saying, be healed in Jesus name. And I literally felt power leave my body. It was like a, like a little bit of energy leave my body. And it reminded me of the scripture where Jesus, the woman touched his cloak and 
power left his body. He said, who touched me? There was a release of power. It reminded me of that. The scripture popped into my head when that happened. And then she started to jump up and down. As soon as that released from my body to hers, she started jumping up and down. I had no clue what she was saying. She was shouting something in her native tongue. And I looked at the um, I looked at the translator and I said, what is she saying? And she said, she's saying, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm cleansed, I'm cleansed. And so what I'm saying is, there is such a powerful release when we just trust in God and his word, when we stop trusting in ourselves, when we stop trusting in our own faith. A lot of people have faith in faith where it's like, I just need to build up my faith, build up my faith, build up my faith. And they just want to get their faith to such a degree and they're just trusting in their faith. But the faith that we even possess is the very faith of God. We have the heart of God. It is Jesus in the inside of us producing faith. And so we could literally just set our mind on things above, not on things beneath. We could set our mind on the word. Whenever a lie tries to come into our brain, it says, you think this person's going to be healed? You think that you're special to God and God loves you? You think you really have a hope in a future? God's not going to come through for you. God's not going to do this for you. You're going to be poor your entire life. You're getting these thoughts. And in that moment, you got to take those thoughts captive and you need to set your mind on things above. Focus on eternal things and just say, no, the Lord promised that I have a hope and a bright future. No, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. No, I'm not an addict. I'm dead to sin and I'm alive to God. And as you just focus on him, Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, you'll begin to see miraculous things take place. And I truly believe, yes, there is a pursuit in seeing the gifts of God. There is, you know, take an e-course or read a book or get around people who are walking the gifts and challenge yourself. That is all good stuff, but it's not going to come about. The favor of God is not going to come on your life through your striving. And the miraculous is not going to come through your life if you do X, Y, Z right. And then God's finally going to deem you worthy to release, you know, all these amazing things in you and through you. It's his blood. It's his body. We need to have a finished work mentality. We need to trust in him above all else. And if we don't see the result of our faith, if we don't see circumstance changes, you know, change, or if we something happens that we pray for something and it doesn't happen, don't lose heart. It's okay to have a battle and you know and and to and to fight with faith and to be challenged and to have deep questions. That's all good stuff. But at the end of the day, when all of our wrestling is over, when all of our questions We've worked through our questions. We need to come down to this. Well, no matter what I feel, no matter what I see, no matter what happens, I will trust in Jesus. And that is that. And that is that. And that will produce a rest in your life, which is absolutely supernatural. And so I really hope you are blessed by this three-part series entitled Spiritual Rest. If you've been blessed by Awaken Podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that more people can be challenged blessed and encouraged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. 
but connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.